what, 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 what in the butt? Do you wanna what, what in the butt? Do you wanna what, what in the butt? Let's do it. What you gonna do with all that junk, all that junk inside that? I'm gonna get catching drunk, catching drunk with my heart. Check it out. Welcome back to the Flutter Southern Podcast. I'm B, and I'm here with Uncle Josie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Ready? I'm good. I am. Yeah, I'm good. I'm a little tired. I have to sleep in, in after we do this because I have a red eye tonight. Woohoo! Oh, red eyes. The bad I words. I know. But. You know, we'll see. You ready for this quick turn? Yeah, let's make it quick. All right. <laughs> Go ahead and start with your news. From WOODTV.com, flight attendants trained in self-defense to combat unruly passengers. Chicago, amid a rise in violent encounters with unruly passengers on flight, some flight attendants may be getting some training in hand-to-hand combat. Most of the altercations arise from passengers refusing to comply with federal mask rules. Those incidents are the highest and most concentrated number that we've ever seen, over 3,000. Over 1,900 of those 3,000 were because people refused to wear masks, according to travel expert Peter Greenberg. Greenberg says that aside from tensions surrounding the pandemic, alcohol has also been a contributing factor for the violence. Here's an interesting development in a major part of those cases. What was the contributing factor? Alcohol. So you have passengers drunk already on the plane and at altitude. Gee, what can go wrong? Well, everything can go wrong, said Greenberg. Andrew Feldman, a a spokesperson for the Association of Flight Attendants, says in addition to the day-to-day work of flight attendants, breaking up a fight has unfortunately become another part of their job. He says training in taking down an unruly passenger started after the terror attack of 9-11. We actually think self-defense training should be mandatory right now. Feldman told NewsNationNow.com, they're voluntary, but we do think they should be mandatory. And look, they're coming back right at the right time because we are seeing unprecedented levels of unruly passengers in the air. Self-defense expert Jennifer Cassetta says hand-to-hand combat is definitely an option, but should not be the first. Practicing situational awareness, being able to set boundaries and communicate them powerfully, de-escalate if possible, then the physical self-defense comes in, says Cassetta. So just to make clear, we are trained on self-defense. This is something that is done, but I think this, what they're talking is like more in depth, like combat, hand on hand. I've taken this class before. Yeah, you have. Yeah. 
So, and yes, we are, we are trained on self-defense. And then this is just an added extra. Right. I think they're just making it more accessible for us. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's it's unfortunate that we have to become that way. So now really quick. So did they, did that class showed you how to do it? How to like, when people start fighting in between each other, or is it more of like in a hijack kind of situation? So they teach you how to defend yourself in a forward stance, because obviously anything that happens will be in the aisle mostly. Right. So you really can't go left or right. You just forward and back unless you're in the front and in the front galley or in the back alley, you know, where there's more space. So it's just, it's, so they just tailor it to our to our confinement of how we would react to an attack, whether it's terror or just a uh, drunk person trying to assault you. Oh, cool. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I will consider, reconsider that, that taking that class actually. For sure, I completely a hundred percent recommend. I think what they're trying to do is have that on on our training uh, that added class which I guess at this point in, in, in our lives. <laughs> hey, like we've said before, it's their life or ours, and it's no. certainly not going to be my life. So right. be prepared. Thanks, All Rona. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Rona. So from arrowtime.arrow, there's a close call at CDG and a Dreamliner almost landed on an A320, on an Airbus 320, due to air traffic control mistake. So on July 20th, a United Airlines Boeing approached a runway of Paris Charles de Gaulle Airport, CDG, on which an EasyJet Airbus A320 was waiting to take off. A French Bureau of Inquiry and Analysis for Civil Aviation Safety released its final report on the incident on July 9th. Wait a minute. This doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. Sorry. This was on July 20th, 2020. So a year later, they finally released the incident, like the report on the incident. I was so confused there for a second. So the United Airlines Boeing was carrying out a flight, United Airlines 57 from Newark to CDG. And then as investigators found out, it was the mistake of an air traffic controller that oriented the Boeing 787 towards the, towards the wrong air, uh, runway. This day, landings were carried out on a runway 09L and takeoffs were 09R. So left and right. For those of you not following, because I sure wasn't for a second. <laughs> Excuse me. However, shortly before the arrival of the United flight, another Boeing 787 operated by Air France demanded to land on runway 09R, the longest of the two, due to a technical problem. On the first contact with the crew of the United Airlines Boeing 787 on a ILS approach on runway 09L, the controller made a slip and clear the crew to land on runway 09R instead of instead of runway 09L. And then this is a quote from, oh wait, sorry. Yeah, so this is a quote. Understand clear to land 09 right, sidestep for nine right United 57. 
the flight crew read back, hoping for confirmation that they would have to do a sidestep maneuver. They did not receive an answer from the controller. In the meantime, the controller cleared the crew of an EasyJet Airbus, Airbus 320 to line up for takeoff at runway 09R. As the United flight was engaging their sidestep maneuver, fortunately, the EasyJet crew saw the Boeing 787 approach and questioned the controller about its presence before adding go around 09R, go around. The United Flight crew, which had already located the Airbus 320 on the runway, aborted its approach, and the Boeing 787 flew over the Airbus 320 at height of approximately 300 feet. That's really low. That's 91 meters. That is really low. Yeah. The DEA found that the position of the controller, which had no visual on the runways, may have contributed to the mistake. Moreover, given the COVID-19 health crisis period and the decrease in traffic, the controller might have lacked practice. Finally, the usage of the word understand instead of confirm from the United, from the flight crew failed to realize real to raise the controller's attention. The report praises the vigilance of the two crews which helped prevent a potential runway collision. As a side note, the BEA pointed out the fact that your control recommends flight crew to reconfirm with Reconfirm the clearance with APC rather than repeating what they heard. I mean, it's, it actually has happened before. Yeah, I was going to say. Where there was a, it was a fatal collision that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I will, we, we should talk about some of the collisions in another episode, but yeah. What else do you have for me? So uh, two women were charged with assaulting flight attendants and passengers on American Airlines flight. This is from Paddle Your Own Canoe. Canoe. <laughs> Two women from the Bronx have been charged with assault and interfering with flight crew after they were accused of hurling racial slurs, spitting on one of their seatmates, and assaulting one of the flight attendants on an American airline flight from Dallas Fort Worth to LA. If found guilty, the two women face a maximum sentence of 20 years imprisonment plus a $250,000 fine. The incident on board American Airlines flight 776 took place on February 24th, but Kelly Pichardo, 31, and Lisa Rodriguez, 30, have now been charged following investigation by the FBI. They were previously indicted by a grand jury. The pilots of flight 776 were so concerned about the safety risk that their pair posed that they made an on-schedule landing at Phoenix Sky Harbor where they were arrested by officers from the Phoenix Police Department. It's alleged that the incident started when a male passenger asked the two women to stop using racial charge language in the conversation. Pichardo stands accused of spitting at the man who in turn attempted to use his cell phone to record the exchange. Rodriguez hit the phone out of the man's hand, forcing flight attendants to intervene and resulting in one of them being assaulted. A spokesperson for American Airlines described the women's behavior as disturbing and unacceptable and said they were both on an internal no-fly list pending the outcome of an investigation. In addition to the criminal charges, the pair also faced an investigation by the Federal Aviation Administration, which has the power to levy at maximum $37,000 civil penalty for unruly passenger behavior. Ah, uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, so that's 
that's I mean again it back right a little bit on what we were talking earlier. Like why? Why are people acting out? Honestly, this is from CNBC.com. The best US the 10 best US airlines in 2021. So at number one is Delta Airlines with the top performing areas involuntary bumps from flights and lounges. The low the lowest performing areas affordability. Clearly they're more expensive. But you want your free Coke, don't you? Right. Okay. <laughs> and Southwest Airlines is at number two, performing the top performing areas are customer satisfaction, back change fees, and award availability. The lowest performing areas are lounges. A Southwest spokesperson says it's honored to make the list during one of the toughest years in the airline's history and credits the Southwest employees for its success. At number three is United Airlines. The top performing areas are route network and the frequent flyer program, and the lowest performing areas are affordability. Alaska Airlines, the top performing areas are the lounges, and the lowest performing areas are bag and change fees. At number five is American Airlines, with their top performing areas being family and the route network, and the lowest performing areas are baggage. And can I just say, when I have traveled on American as a passenger and have checked my bag, I've had my baggage damaged a couple of times. So they're not the best of that. JetBlue Airways, the top performing areas are cabin features and the award availability. And the lowest performing areas are baggage, a bag and change fees. Hawaiian Airlines comes in at seven with the top performing areas being timeliness and voluntary bump, and the lowest performing areas being customer satisfaction and route network. Guess who's on this list? Spirit Airlines at number eight, with the top performing areas are cancellations and affordability. Yes, because you know Spirit will be the last to cancel. And the lowest performing areas are wheelchairs, scooters, and bag and change fees. A spokesperson for Spirit says it's pleased to make the list and is looking forward to climbing higher in the years to come. Frontier is at number nine with six top performing areas, cancellations and affordability. And then the lowest performing areas are involuntary bumps, bag and change fees and award availability. Well, both Frontier and Spirit have the same business model, right? Like they both yeah, yeah. for everything. Mm -hmm. And coming in at number 10, Allegiance Airlines. The top performing areas are involuntary bumps, baggage, and wheelchair scooters. And the lowest performing areas are timeliness, cancellation, family, and the frequent flyer program. When contacted for comment on ranking week spots, a spokesperson for Delta said the airline is putting customers first. A United spokesperson said the company is focused on continuing to improve customer experience. Allegiance Frontier Hawaiian Airlines, JetBlue, and American Airlines did not immediately respond to CNBC makes it com request to comment. And a spokesperson for Alaska Airlines declined to comment. So that's it. Look look at the underdogs making the list. Making the list, right? Even a legend, I was like, oh, a legend, okay. Yeah, get it, get it. That's great for them. And that's all I have. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. Uncle Jay, where can they find us? 
They can find that at the Apple Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. And yes, she wrote it down for me. <laughs> okay. And they can find us on Instagram at the Flight Attendant Podcast and on Twitter at Stay Safe Flight Safe. And you can email us at the Flight Attendant Podcast at gmail.com. And our website at the Flight Attendant Podcast.com. As always, everyone, stay safe. Fly safe. And we'll see you next time. Look at you. Look at you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.